Teachers have been fired for not wearing a mask, a senator has been swarmed by climate change activists and blocked in a parking garage, and a county sheriff calls for charges against five election commissioners in relation to a nursing home voting scam. All this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop a video like, subscribe to the notifications on every single day. If you can, go subscribe, listen to full episodes, rate five stars on all the podcast apps. All the shows completely funded and supported by you guys. So become a YouTube channel member, Facebook supporter, Patreon member, or even a local supporter. We greatly appreciate it. It goes a long, long way. Now let's get right into this. Hey, Oklahoma. Governor Kevin Stitt here. Earlier this week, the Oklahoma City Public School District had the audacity to fire six talented teachers. They were fired because they wouldn't follow an illegal mask mandate issued by their superintendent. This is preposterous, especially in a time when talented teachers are needed more than ever. And let me be clear, this is about a school district not following state law. This isn't a debate about masks. These teachers even said they'd be willing to come back to class and wear a mask. But the superintendent, Sean McDaniel, wanted to fire them to make a point. These are the types of misguided decisions that are leaving many parents across the country so frustrated with their local schools. Oklahomans believe in common sense, not political pandering and bureaucratic overreach. I cannot believe that again, in the middle of a teacher shortage, a district would fire talented teachers because they wouldn't follow an illegal order. I sure hope these teachers. I'm gonna pause it real quick. That's what Democrats do. They don't. They don't care about the infrastructure crumbling. They would rather impose their will, make life harder for everybody else around them, and it means that they get to have some sort of power. He even said they had the opportunity to come back. They said they said we'll come back. We'll wear a mask. Whatever. And he still fired them because he wanted to make a point. He wanted to instill his power over these people because these Democrats, these leftists, are mentally ill. They're insane. The only thing they care about is instilling power over other people. Now let's continue. Teachers weren't targeted because they aren't part of a teacher's union. Dr. James Taylor is one of the teachers who was fired. I visited his U.S. history class a few years ago and saw firsthand how talented he is. Pulling Dr. Taylor and other experienced, hardworking teachers out of the classroom is hurting Oklahoma City students, period. Students in Oklahoma City have the freedom to opt out of Superintendent McDaniel's mask mandates for medical, religious, and other personal reasons. These teachers, and all teachers, deserve those same rights. I hope that Sean McDaniel can look the teachers that he fired in the eye and say that he wears a mask everywhere he goes. It's not too late to fix this. Sean McDaniel should bring these teachers back to the classroom as soon as possible. If not, I'm calling on other superintendents across the state to do the right thing. Do what's best for your students and hire these talented teachers in your district. Thank you. God bless you. What I'm hoping will happen, what probably I'll have to guess is happening, is probably the the students might be in a little bit of an uproar. Because a lot of times students, they, they will get involved when they see a teacher that they like or even multiple teachers that they like um, get canned for stuff like this. And I, I love seeing that type of stuff. It just shows good community. But... Listen, my message to, I guess, all the teachers out there that are watching, all the police that are watching, all the firemen listening, whatever, all the people in positions I, I would consider authority and power, 
don't for don't let the left replace you because what's going to happen is the superintendent will fire these these well-rounded teachers these patriots and replace them with incompetent radical critical race theory teachers that's what they'll do and they'll do the same thing with the police department they'll do the same thing for the fire department they'll do the same thing for the nurses they'll do the same thing for anybody that get their hands on they want to replace them with radical leftists, incompetent radical leftists. So we can't let them do that, okay? I hate to break it to you. I mean, I personally think it's if you have two options, one, wear a mask. You can make sure you're teaching hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of kids proper knowledge, and they're not getting this bullshit indoctrination. If the cost is to wear a mask, honestly, I would do it because I think the— the pros outweigh the cons in that situation. It's not about bending the knee. It's about picking and choosing and fighting your battles properly. Thinking about the big picture. Thinking about the long run. You can be selfish and not wear a mask, but now thousands of kids are going to be indoctrinated into leftist ideology garbage because you abandoned them. Because you didn't want to wear a mask. That's just the reality of it. And, and if you disagree, then you're just dead wrong because this is the reality of it. I know there's a lot of people, they like to stay emotionally gun-ho to things. And guess what? It's not that simple, okay? You're playing, you're playing literally 2D chess. This is some 4D chess stuff you need to think about. You need to not just, you're playing checkers, okay? You're playing checkers. This is, this is 4D chess in a way, okay? Don't, don't play checkers. You get you to think about all the factors, all the variables. Think long term. Think cause and effect. Weigh your pros and your cons. It's, this is how you come and formulate a proper decision. I know a lot of people listening probably understand that, but I'm talking to uh, a lot of the people, I guess, more on the radical right that do watch and listen to this that are like, "You're stupid. I disagree with whatever, whatever." I'm trying to convert you guys back into some sanity. Now let's read. Six teachers were fired from the position for refusing to wear a mask after a mask mania was implemented in their district. The Oklahoma City Public School Board recently decided to vote on terminating the teachers for refusing to wear a mask earlier in the school year. The vote was unanimous and the teachers were removed from their position. They have filed a lawsuit against the district and the superintendent of the school. The teachers were suspended on August 16th after the mandate went into effect. They chose not to comply and did not file for medical exemptions. One of the, I mean, first off, why is this even a big deal anymore? Like, why, why are we still making masks and COVID such a big deal? It's such a big nothing burger, and it's been a nothing burger for over a year. They chose not to comply and did not file for medical exemptions. One of the teachers, James Taylor, uh, told Fox News it was not about masks. It was never about the masks. It was always about the rule of law. Uh, Taylor noted that the Oklahoma Senate bill, whatever, says masks cannot be mandated unless there is a state emergency declared by the governor. Um, let's see. This is a photo and tweeted out. Teachers in mask wearing six the teachers. We're waiting to see if the school board will vote. Okay, that's just a photo of that. Another teacher, Grace Tick, an Argentinian native, has said, never thought this would happen in the United States of America. That, 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 that seems to be one of the most common threads of people who come here from other countries that actually fled some socialism or some BS that actually came here legally. One of the number one things that they always say is, I never thought this would happen in America. Because they, they're in their socialist shitholes, and they leave to come for um, to America for freedom. And they're like, holy crap, how can the same shit that happened there start to happen here? This is, I can't believe this. I can't, this is supposed to be the last beacon of freedom literally in this entire world. And it's still going to, and it's still starting to succumb to socialist bullshit. 
Uh, Nielsen's husband was also fired from the teaching position. Uh, that's okay. So a lawyer represented the teacher said it is really a travesty, honestly. We're at a teacher shortage in Oklahoma, and we have five excellent tentered teachers that are just uh, let go because the superintendent and now school board decided that they were above the law. Sean McDaniels, the superintendent, claimed that teachers crossed what I believe to be a statutory line and expectations for educators. Oklahoma governor released a video statement criticizing the district's termination of the six teachers. These are the types of misguided decisions that are leaving many parents across the country so frustrated with their local schools. Yeah, because guess what? Public schools are borderline garbage. A lot of them are, not all of them, obviously. There's a lot of them that are borderline garbage because they're just getting run by some union member that cannot be fired, cannot be removed, and they just want to instill their leftist bullshit propaganda on everybody else. And then you kind of just have no, people have no choice but to deal with that school. So it's not, people can't afford to always just go to uh, private school. So this is a video of radical climate change freaks um, going after Senator Manchin, Ma uh, Manchin, whatever, for declining the Build Back Better Act. I think this guy's a Democrat. Let's watch the other video. They're yelling, uh, we want to live in his face. We want to live. We want to live. We want to live. All right, I'm going to stop it right there. It's just so crazy how these people really think that putting pen to paper on this bill is literally the decision between life and death for them. They actually truly believe if this guy does not agree for this radical agenda, that they're going to die. It, it's just that simple. If Imagine if you do not sign this thing, we're all dead. We're all going to die. All our houses are going to light up on fire and our future's over. We're, we're all dead. These people are actually brain dead. They're actually completely convinced if this bill is not signed, they are going to die. This is a mental illness. This is a mental disorder. I start, I'm having pity for these people now. And guess what? The media is in full force now. Not full force yet. They're ramping up and they're trying to really hit hard with this climate change agenda, just like they did with COVID. I got one of those smart TVs. When you turn on the smart TV, it blows you into the mainstream media news when you turn it on. I got to figure out a way to have it not load up into the mainstream media. But CBS or the Young Turks is usually one of the TV shows that pop on whenever I turn it on. Never Fox News or anything conservative, which is pretty strange if you think about that. It's not really that strange at all. But what I started to see now, when I turn it on, it's like climate change affecting, or, or climate watch affecting how pumpkins grow. Climate watch, um, just such like, oh no, the pumpkins. Oh no, the pump, the pumpkins aren't growing as big. Oh no, oh no, they have to change their their pumpkin growing practices. Oh oh no, we got to sign this. It's just it's just nonsense, nonstop nonsense, garbage. Constantly coming out of the mainstream media where everything's climate change. Every single thing in the world is climate change. 
And it's catastrophic climate change nonetheless. So brain, the brainwash is in full effect. These brain-dead morons will be obviously feeding into it. Now let's... Uh, Let's read. A large group of protesters swarmed Senator Manchin's car Thursday morning and blocked his car in the parking garage in an effort to confront him over the Democrats' social spending bill. The crowd followed him uh, from his houseboat on the, on the river of Washington, D.C. to a parking garage where he kept his car. They chanted, we want to live and fight for us as they walked. Once he got into the Maserati and attempted to leave the parking garage, the protesters surrounded the car and... He honked his horn at them, and many accused him of trying to run him over. Yeah, definitely did not see that. Videos of the incident spread all over social media with protesters blasting and blockading the car. The group continued to yell at him over the horns. Yeah, I don't think this is going to get him to change his mind. Can you imagine? This is the thing. You cannot—I mean, he's a Democrat, so who knows what will happen. But you cannot go out and harass people and force them to do something— like this, and then they end up doing it because if they, if he, if he right now ends up changing his mind on the bill and signing it after this incident, then the left then will know. Okay, so all we got to do is just harass them with a crowd of a few dozen people, and they'll just change their mind. So if anyone doesn't do what we like, we just got to go out and harass them enough. What happens if, if they need, you know, they need to start showing up at their house? What happens if they need to start burning stuff on their lawns in order to get them to do it? They push hard enough, eventually they'll have to crack. So, so as, a, as someone who, who is a critical thinker, I don't think it's the best way to convince somebody by harassing them. I'm just trying to, it, it's what the left does. They just want to instill fear into them to get their way. Mention his colleague, Senator whatever of Arizona, have repeatedly been targets of harassment due to the objection of the Biden administration's $1.75 trillion Build Back Better Act. Manchin has said, I will not support a bill that will consequently, without thorough understanding will impact, will have on the national debt and the, debt and the economy and the American people. Maggie Howley, uh, a staffer for the House uh, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, tweeted out, we are that blocking someone... From driving to work, screaming at them, and pretending he was running you over didn't make him empathize with you. <laughs> That's literally like basically what I just said. Uh, in September, activists use kayaks to get to Manchin's boathouse and harass him over the legislation around the same time. Sinmo uh, was followed into the bathroom. We covered that um, at the Arizona State University where uh, she teaches while protesters demanded she support a pathway to citizenship for illegal aliens this is why you don't do anything for the left they, they're monstrous they're monstrous they're destructive and they're evil people so a sheriff is calling for charges against five election commissioners why over a nursing home voting scam i want you to guess real quick before i get into the story what uh political ideology do you think they are Democrat or Republicans. I never even read this article yet. I'm going to go on a whim and say Democrats, but uh, if, if it even says, but even if it was Republicans, I will be violently, not violently, I mean vehemently against what they have done. Doesn't matter. I'm Before I even know the political ideology, I'm just going to guess and say it's a Democrat. But no matter what it is, no matter what political ideology it is, I'm still against it. See, the Young Turks won't come out and say stuff like that. You know, Democrats in general won't come out and say stuff like that. Let's watch. 
Uh, the, the Racine County Sheriff uh, announced Wednesday that he has referred recommendations for criminal charges against five Wisconsin election commissioners to district attorney. Last week, uh, he held a news conference and said that he was calling for statewide investigation into the issue from Attorney General. Uh, the Attorney General declined to open the investigation, uh, so I uh, decided to spend the recommendation of the charges against the commissioner or whatever, whatever. The sheriff said the Wisconsin Election Commission voted in the spring of 2020 not to use special voting deputies, which is required by the state statute, as, uh, also known as SVD. Uh, special voting deputies are pairs of people that visit nursing homes to assist with the voting. He claimed that residents of the Mount Pleasant nursing home were illegally coerced by facility staffs, faculty staffs onto voting because of some of the residents were cognitively impaired. He said families of eight Ridgewater Care Center residents told investigators that family members cast a ballot despite not having the capacity to vote. Uh, someone tweeted out, the county said, okay, whatever. Uh, Wisconsin Election Commissioner and Administration Administrator Megan Wolf said if there were instances of coercion or procedures not followed by the care facility or jurisdiction, then there needs to be uh, referred to district attorneys. The sheriff called again on call to conduct a statewide investigation. Call responded saying that Racine County officials believe election law was broken and that they should file charges. The charges against the commissioners include misconduct in public office, election fraud, election official assistance uh, with uh, violating party uh, to the crime election fraud, received ballots on election, whatever. Okay, you guys get it. Illegal ballot receipts and party to the crime of election fraud soliciting assistance. The first two charges are felonies, and the other three are misdemeanors. The Wisconsin Election Commission said his accusations are wrong and insists no crimes were committed. So let them investigate. Let them check it out. He's got reason to believe um, of this. So let's look into it, and let's find out. Let's get to the bottom of it. I'm not going to see. Unlike a lot of, um, I guess, conservatives out there, I'm not going to go out there and say immediately, this is proof the election was stolen. This is proof that the whole state should have flipped. I'm, I'm not going to go out and say that until we have some more uh, definitive proof. Then I just want to see, um, let's see, WI election results 2020. Let's just see how close this election was. This election was down to 20,000 um, votes. Now I want to check out how many people are in nursing homes. How... Many people are in. I, I don't know if there's going to be data on this, to be completely honest with you. Total number of residents in certified nursing home facilities. Um, at least it goes by state. Wisconsin, 21.5 thousand people are in nursing homes. So that means everybody, for, for the election to be overturned, if there was a nursing home scandal, um, what would overturn that election would have to be a statistical impossibility um, because there would need to be every single person in the nursing home would have had to vote Democrat and would have been coerced. Every single one, all the nursing homes. You know what I'm saying? So I don't doubt that this fraud, I am not saying we shouldn't look into the fraud. I'm not saying the fraud is okay. Because for some reason, whenever I make these statements, for some reason, there's always someone in the comments that's like, you don't think fraud's a big deal? Even one fraud's a big deal. That's not what I'm saying. 
obviously, it is a huge big deal, even one instance of fraud. All that I'm saying is you cannot use this to prove that, I'm just going to use a wild example, that the California election was stolen, even though we lost by 2 million votes or however many million votes it was, okay? So all I'm saying is fraud equals bad. One fraud to a million fraud, all equals bad. All deserves to be investigated and the facts deserve to be found out and the law should be held up to the fullest extent and the person should face judgment by however the due process system would work in that case, okay? Okay, so I don't want to hear that I'm, oh, you don't think fraud's okay because you, uh, you know, you're saying that there's no widespread voter fraud proof in this situation. I'm, hey, I'm being real with you. That's what you have to do. You got to play devil's advocate, and that's how you find the truth. And for some reason, for me personally, I think that I am nailing down the truth because I'm pissing off the left and I'm pissing off the radical right. People, people more in the middle, people who aren't radicalized to the right or any way, um, in my opinion, are more heavily in agreement with what I'm saying. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the other influencers out there that are conservatives, I would say mostly the ones on Instagram, um, they will rather buy into your confirmation bias for likes where, you know, they would be more along the lines to say, uh, that's it, Wisconsin was stolen because of we found, I'll say New Jersey. They go, New Jersey was stolen because we found this one video from Project Veritas of a one fraudulent vote being committed. That's literally no evidence of some widespread voter fraud operation because this guy wasn't even a part of anything. He literally just walked in, told them, I'm, I'm an Irish citizen. I don't belong here. Can I vote? And it was like, yeah, here's a vote, whatever. And it was some information for it. It was fraud. Fraud in one case, bad, bad. Okay, I have to say that's bad, not good. Everyone should be investigated. Okay, okay. Just it's just not proof of a massive Democrat voter fraud operation. It's just not. It's just it's a fact. It's a, it's simple as that. It's just not. Okay, we need to see proof. We need to look into the proof. We need to keep our eyes and ears open, and eventually, one day, hopefully, the truth will be discovered. Okay, but the problem is when we're taking these little anecdotal situations, these small situations that I'm pretty sure is probably normal throughout any election, just because you gotta think about it, you're dealing with the whole entire country here. It's hard to police the entire country. It's a lot of people. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's acceptable. I'm just saying it's, it's kind of normal for a normal, for a, a amount of fraud to go by. I mean, it just, it's normal. I'm saying we, we should accept it. Okay, it's a big difference there. So, just because there's a normal, you know, someone over here committing voter fraud, someone over here committing voter fraud, someone over here committing voter fraud. Um, obviously, if you can find it all and add up enough, you could be like, well, look, we can overturn the election. But finding one instance in one case, it's not enough. We need to find more. We need to build our case. I'm not a lawyer, but I do know in law, when you're judge and jury, if you were to take these individual cases that we have right now that we covered in the last few days, and you would take it to some judge and jury, they'll literally look at you and be like, okay, now now prove that 80,000 votes were stolen. Can you prove that now? Well, sir, we have this one instance of somebody going into the store and, and they got a ballot. Okay, so how does this prove 80,000 votes were stolen? How? Like, where where, where are these other 80,000? Where are the other 79999 thousand votes like where are they see what i'm saying i mean I'm, I'm i'm not being hyperly specific but i'm just being very general to explain the point 
Anyway, guys, I hope you guys agree with that. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching. Please drop a like, subscribe, and post notifications on every single day. If you can listen to flips of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps, go rate five stars. Go rate five stars right now on all the Apple Podcasts if you can go do that. Also, the show is completely funded and supported by you guys. So become a YouTube channel member, Facebook channel member, even a Patreon supporter goes a long way, and it's greatly appreciated. Thank you guys so much for watching. Listen, and peace out.